Does God seem distant to you? Uninterested in your life? Has your walk with the Lord lost its sense of wonder and delight? If so, just give us a chance to help turn things around for you, okay? Please? Welcome to the Before We Go podcast featuring Dr. David Maines and his wife, noted author Karen Maines. Here's David and Karen Maines. In a sentence, here's where we're headed this visit. Keeping a notebook of your God hunt sightings is a good way to begin sensing the presence of the Lord in your life. So I have in front of me the God Hunt book. We wrote this. We can't figure out how many years ago, but let's say it's 15 to 20 years ago. And it's just been such an extraordinary help to people through the years, not just to them, but to us. And we began the God Hunt because we wanted to teach our children how to find God in the everyday of their worlds. We have four kids. And one of the lessons I learned was that What's learned with pleasure is learned full measure. There's a whole theory of education built around play. And sometimes when we're setting our minds to being spiritual or to growing spiritually, we forget that God delights. And so we put the God hunt in the framework of hide and seek and that joyful game we used to play when we were children. And in fact, I've asked that question all around the world. Who of you has never played the game hide and seek? I've never had a hand raised. So that was the framework. It's kind of a universal game. Yeah, universal game. That was the framework by which we begin to approach and teach the God hunt. We eventually put into four categories the sightings that people were looking for Uh in regard to their everyday lives. Uh And let's go through those one at a time. We began last time we met together for a podcast saying what those categories were. If you weren't with us, then write these down as Uh we go through them. The first one is an obvious answer to prayer. Uh Now, what are we looking for? I can say from my very recent history that I've had a marvelous partial answer to prayer. Partial answer to prayer. Obvious answer to prayer. (laughs) Well, the category is an obvious answer to prayer. And to me, it's obvious how God is answering this prayer. I have Uh been really in pain. I don't know whether to describe it as an ache that goes on all the time, and then all of a sudden it'll be a sharp pain. But my back is out of place. And uh, it was such that it went down into each of the legs. Uh And it was very difficult for Uh me to walk. I couldn't put socks on. a lot you couldn't do. I mean, I was running myself ragged happily, so dutiful wife that I am, <laughs> you, just waiting on you. Good. I keep thinking she's going to run out of patience pretty quickly. <laughs> well, I felt so for you because you were out in obvious pain. So something happened whereby you put, well, I think it was carrying boxes it of probably books upstairs, was. frankly. I had to get books out of the warehouse uh-huh. needed, and a lot of them, I'm talking 10, 15 boxes uh-huh. that are quite heavy, and I had to bring them to the house, take them down to the basement, repack them so we could send them out to different people, then bring them up again. <laughs> Uh-huh. Put him in the car, take him over to the other parcels. It was parcels. just too much. I'm pretty I sure that's what it was. I didn't think of it at the time. Yeah. But it, there it, was no sharp pain. It was, you know, like when you hurt yourself, you know, you, oh, uh, what have I done? But uh, it was just, you'd stretch that muscle out of Then I couldn't somehow. get out of bed. I said, Lord, it's very difficult to do your work in the world. When I can hardly move. And I'm conscious of this all uh-huh. of the time. And so I began my prayers. You are sometimes the individual who answers my prayer uh-huh. on behalf of the Lord. Let well, me we I, do that for one And another. you said, let's go see a chiropractor. Uh-huh. And you called, and we were able to get in immediately, yeah, right, which that was day. fascinating. Yeah. I've not been to chiropractors that much in my life, and this man happened to be a believer, which yeah. we found out very quickly. He was verbal about his faith. Very verbal about 
about his faith. We had a lovely mm-hmm. sharing time about our spiritual journeys as he was working on your back. Yeah, and so he said, okay, you're out of alignment mm-hmm. and all that talk that mm-hmm. you're used to. Then he said, you need to come back in two days, which mm-hmm. I did. And I'm not cured, but I am able to function. Yeah, and much, much better. Thing. And in the process of this, as a special gift to me, you had purchased a ping pong table. Yes. And that got built, and I started playing ping pong, which probably was a mistake. Playing the ping pong, I don't believe, was the mistake. It was picking up the balls. That was the mistake. Well, Leaning when you over play and ping picking pong, up the ball. You have I to know. do that quite often. <laughs> So anyway. (laughs) Uh, I could say that's an obvious answer to prayer, and a person could respond, yeah, yeah, but the chiropractor really should get the credit. I'm happy to give credit where credit is due, Mm -hmm. and I'm happy to say that I prayed about it enough times, and in the process, I'm sure God was in the healing as well. And I'm not totally there yet. But but think about the lovely conversations we had with this Christian man. We had no idea he was Christian. Mm -hmm. He was very verbal about his faith. So Mm -hmm. as he's working on your body, we're doing this spiritual connection and sharing. I mean, it was just lovely. I can't wait to go. I'll go back with you in your next appointment. I think it's tomorrow. So, so that's, that's an obvious answer yes. to prayer. Obvious that's answer one to category. If you're looking for how God is active in your life, look for how he answers prayer. If you're not a praying person, which is many times mm-hmm. people get into the habit of not praying, mm-hmm. then begin those prayers and see what God is going to do in terms of your life. So obvious answer to prayer is one category. Let's go to a second category. Well, the second category is any unexpected evidence of his care. We thank God for the obvious things, a roof over our head, for safety in our lives, for enough money to put food on the table and pay our bills. Those are things that we know he's provided for us, and if we're grateful people, we will thank him for them. But there's this category of unexpected evidence of his care. We have been in this house for about 45 years. We have not made very many improvements or even updatings in terms of the house. Some decorative. You're good at that. We basically said we're going to have to invest some money because... There were major things. There were major yeah. things, yeah. We've had the same rug in the living room, dining room, for I don't know how long we 40 had. 40 years. <laughs> Okay, let's not be too too specific. specific or you embarrass me. Okay, we had a gentleman who was trying to fix a problem behind the wall, and he dug with his saw little holes. In the, the plasters and plaster work in the yeah, ceiling. So yeah. there had plaster to be board in the ceiling. Dry drywalling. Drywalling. Yeah. That's a messy, messy job. Yeah. I know these have to happen, and we were figuring out how much do we have to put aside to save, and it's going to take us a good while to mm-hmm. bring the house up to date. And then I went out to the mailbox one day, came back, and I had bills, and I was looking through the bills. And a letter letter from some friends. Yeah, I saw in the return address, oh, yeah, good. And I kind of put it aside so that I could see what other mail was there because I wanted to actually sit down and read Mm -hmm. a letter from these people. We knew them for a long time. And I opened it, and there was a check inside, and I thought, oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. I called upstairs. You were upstairs, and you said, are you all right? And I said, just read this. And then you said, well, did they send something? I said, here. And you looked at the check, and you did the very same thing. It was like you were absolutely speechless because we were able to do all of the repairs. And it took a good while. Mm -hmm. But at the end of that time, we still had money left, and it was like we were in a different house. Mm -hmm. We had all new floors Mm -hmm. in the living room, dining room. We had carpeting in some of the areas. It was such an overwhelming (laughs) sense of feeling loved, not only by these people, but by the Lord as well. Those friends 
friends who gave us that money, she had sold some property and so wanted to share that with different ministries and different people in need. And she said, the Lord just kept laying you on my heart. And I said, okay, okay, we're going to give some of this money to the maintenance. And but she it was made it exa- very clear. She said, this is not for your ministry. This is for you. Yes. Which was absolutely, I just, I'm even tearing up thinking about it now. Well, even more than that, the way it was given through, I'm not even sure, some sort of foundation or something like that. We didn't even have to pay taxes on it. Okay, God gives you a gift, but he goes way beyond and above your expectations. It was one of those times we really were deeply, deeply moved. Unexpected evidence of God's care. That's a big category. Uh Your story may not be like our story, but it has that same sense Uh of, oh my goodness, the Lord just did something wonderful. Uh Okay, let's review because these are things that have to get embedded in people's heads. They're pretty obvious to Uh us because we've been doing it for so long, but it's new to a lot of people. Uh An obvious answer to prayer. Uh Unexpected evidence of his care. What's the next one? Unusual linkage or timing. Now, it's a little hard to explain this one, but it's those times in our lives when we kind of hit our forehead with the palm of our hand and say, oh, what a coincidence. Well, we walked with the Lord long enough. (laughs) I've come to the conclusion that for those who are walking with him, there are no such things as coincidences. Mm -hmm. They are not coincidences. There's angelic ministrations that go on that we can't see. There's the divine leading closer to us and contriving circumstances in a way, but they are not coincidence. When you take these apart and look at them, you are amazed at the way God works in the world. Okay, this is unusual linkage or timing, and I'm emphasizing the timing, Mm -hmm. okay? Because no sooner had we gotten the house reworked, Mm -hmm. so we were so happy people would come in and say, wow, it looks new and nice Mm -hmm. in here. We were going to go to a silent film with Joel, our son. Mm -hmm. It's Uh, sort of a film festival, silent film festival. Yeah, he enjoys those. Well, his major was film. Yeah. So So silent films is very much a part of the beginning of the film industry. And in the Chicagoland area, they have major theaters where Mm -hmm. somebody's playing the organ. We were all set to go. We were going to go out to dinner afterward. Mm -hmm. And it was about five minutes before we thought if we leave at this time, we'll get there in plenty of time. And we had tickets ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And I ran upstairs to get something. I don't remember what it was in Bang! Pipe burst. In your bathroom. bathroom, in your study. I didn't know what it was. It's just huge. And then looking, there was just water, water just all pouring over. all over yeah. the bathroom. And I called Joel, and Joel came up. And fortunately, he's pretty familiar with these areas. Mm-hmm. And we worked. It was not much help whatsoever because the thing was so old, he couldn't get the valve turned on. Mm-hmm. It was stuck. He had we, to turn the main water off mm-hmm. in the house eventually. But I was downstairs, and it started to leak into the living room. Yeah, so leak the is new a, plaster work that we'd had done. <laughs> I can't uh, and nothing but just, oh, Lord, why would you do this? This is absolutely incredible. I'm so thrilled, and I've given you credit for everything that's happened, and now we got this soppy mess again. So Joel went downstairs and found the main water main and turned it off, which, of course, is wise to do. And we had the mess cleaned up. It was basically water and one hole in the dining room ceiling. Another hole after that beautiful work had been done in the drywall. But it, it would be easy to repair. It wasn't a big major job. But the point of this, is as far as what we're talking about. Well, the is, more we talked about, all of a sudden we said, what if we had left for the film? And that pipe had broken and that water had been running for two to three hours. We would have come home to a complete disaster. I don't even know if we could have saved the house. It, it well, was, I don't know. Yeah. Probably, but you know, it would have been a mess for It would sure. have been a huge mess. So and that's a, an example of God's work in our lives through unusual linkage or timing. Yeah, at the time it was just another two or three minutes would have been, would have been out of the house. And it would have been a tragic yeah. thing. And I just said, oh, 
oh, Lord, I didn't even see uh-huh. the problems we would have had had we gone. Uh-huh. You know, so I'm just, I'm so grateful. Uh-huh. It's, it's instead of a massive destructive thing, uh-huh. it's a big mess, uh-huh. but we'll get it cleaned up. And, yeah, and it was cleaned up in we'll call an hour, those, you know. We'll call those drywalling guys again. They're hey, pretty used to the room. We really like you guys. We've got another <laughs> hole in our ceiling. <laughs> but those are illustrations. What I'm doing is just going through categories uh-huh. and saying, when you're looking for God's work in your world, uh-huh. here are different ones. So we've talked about obvious answer to prayer. We've talked about unexpected evidence of his care, Usual linkage or timing. There's one I've missed. What is it? Karen? It's help to do his work in the world. Oh, yeah. Good. Thank help you. to do his work in the world. Of course, we see this all the time because we're in ministry. And so our lives are dedicated to doing God's work in the world. But it's a little harder maybe for people who are not in ministry to say, well, how? Ministry is a big category. You can be a, a big, school teacher and be in ministry. I know, but you can be a doctor and be in ministry. They yeah. often don't think that way. It's possible. So we have an illustration that is more out of average, ordinary, everyday life. I'm a gardener. And I am passionate about gardening. For me, statement of the year. <laughs> for me, gardening is really an act of worship because I get into it, and I think passionate gardeners feel this way. You think, oh, this world that God has created, how did he do that? How has he done it? How has he put it all together? From this little seed, one, or one of our grandsons said to me, can you imagine, Nina, from this little seed, these big things grow? Well, that's <laughs> the wonder of being yeah. a gardener. So we moved into this house 40, what was it, 40? It's about 45, 45 years, ago. years ago. It's three quarters of an acre. And to this embryonic gardener, I mean, was starting and eager to get going. I started to dig and lo and behold, in the middle of fabulous Illinois loam. I mean, we're known for our black soil in Illinois. Our house was planted on a strip of clay. I mean, it was clay. You dig it up, there was hardly any topsoil. I can remember many times working with it and just sitting down, putting my head in my knees and just crying. Felt like such a big job, but I kept at it for 40 years. This spring was sort of the culmination of all of that work. You look out the backyard, it is just glorious. And that's breathtaking, yeah. Breathtaking. And that's because you keep moving things till they get in the right sunshine. You keep moving things when they get too big and you have to divide them. And you run to the nursery to pick stuff up. It's just a constant thing in the summer. I am including this under the category of help to do God's work in the world. God loves it when his world is beautiful, when we repair the broken things, when we put something together that has aesthetic beauty, or when we build something that shelters those who are without any of those things. I mean, this category could go on and on and on. So I'm making a very plebeian distinction and parallel to the fact that those of us who love to garden, when the garden comes to fruition, when we pull the vegetables out and we can eat them, mm-hmm. <laughs> when the bushes are grown big enough and they flower and flourish, and you look at it and, and you're filled with wonder, that's helped to do God's work in the world. So I'm including this experience of mine in that category. Okay, and now we don't need to define it, but maybe we do, I guess, is notebook, because the sentence was, keeping a notebook of your God hunt sightings is a good way to begin sensing the presence of the Lord in your life. Yeah. Most people don't have a God hunt notebook. How important is that? It's extraordinarily important. And every single person of spiritual depth that I know, even those who are dead in the centuries have gone before us, they have kept a record of God's work in some way in their life. I mean, some of the reasons we know about these spiritual giants is through their spiritual notebooks. 
So you sort of liken it to watching the masters, the golfers, who have a notebook, a narrow one with a spouring top, and they slip it into the back pocket. We well, watch they're them. just keeping score. They have keeping, to do or that making so notes about cheats. the greens, yeah. But this is very much like that. So we would say strongly that if you don't have a notebook that is a record of your prayers and your God hunt sightings, you need to begin one as soon as you are able to do. And then you go over those things. So I have 40 years of notebooks, and I begin to think, oh, we can't pass those on to our kids when we go. This is too much work for them. So I thought, I'll read them, and then I'll toss them. David, they are so filled with evidence of God that I'm not sure They're I can wonderful. do that. I'm not sure I can do that. So I may have to just leave this for the kids to decide. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> kids, if it's valuable to them, because when I read them, I just think, oh, I remember that. Oh, yes, he was with us. Yeah. I would like for you to read just a little bit. I ask you to pick a section you thought you would like to read from the God Hunt. Okay. And I would also like to say to people, if they would prefer to have a copy they could read themselves, we have enough boxes of these books that I think we could fill any requests that people have. If you want to send a gift, fine. If you don't want to, that's fine, too. If you just make it out to Mainstay Ministries, mm-hmm. that would be fine. We can send you or a tax-deductible receipt. Let us know, and if you want multiple copies to give to your kids or whatever, we're happy to do that as well. We believe that these books need to be out there ministering. Okay, this is an InterVarsity Christian Fellowship book. And uh, I'm guessing 25 years ago when it first came out, it's still in print. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm going to get you to just define by reading a paragraph from it, okay? okay? Well, let me read this section up in the front. This is sort of a, a summary. What is the God Hunt? Simply defined, the God Hunt is choosing to recognize God any time he intervenes in our everyday life. This is a tool my husband and I developed decades ago to teach our four children how to experience the presence of God in their everyday activities. Kids actually do this better than big people once they get going on it. We firmly believe that it is a sin to make the Christian life boring or theoretical. It is neither. In developing spiritual disciplines or in teaching holy truth, we attempt to apply this teaching model. What is learned with pleasure is learned full measure. The God Hunt, because of its playful quality, has been used by hundreds of thousands of people, literally, of seekers worldwide, people who have desired to identify God in their everyday lives but have had difficulty in doing so. Good teachers encourage play, and that's why we introduce the element of kind of going on a divine hunt. The German poet philosopher Friedrich Schiller wisely suggested that human beings are completely human only at play. Isn't that lovely? Yeah, it's very, very nice. You've been listening to the Before We Go podcast. And if you would like to write to us, please send us an email at the following address, hosts at beforewego.show. That's all lowercase letters, hosts at beforewego.show. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please remember to rate, review, and share on whatever platform you listen. This podcast is copyright 2022 by Mainstay Ministries, Post Office Box 30, Wheaton, Illinois, 60187. 